be free, we need truth. And that truth must begin in worship. John 24, John 4, 24, Jesus said, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. Satan seeks to disrupt worship by attacking truth. He said in the garden, has God said, questioning God's word. And then Adam looked elsewhere for truth. And elsewhere is where Adam landed. And Satan has gotten the church to do elsewhere for far too long. The church doing elsewhere. Today's elsewhere in America is pragmatics. The church does elsewhere by pragmatics, doing what works. Worship that works. And what works in America, what works in America in our experience economy is an experience. Our elsewhere is felt needs and entertainment. So church is about felt needs and entertainment. That is our elsewhere. Satan also said in the garden, you will be like God. So today's message is, be the gospel. So there's the gospel experience. There's gospel parenting, gospel communication. Everything's gospel in the church today, but the gospel. Satan wants you looking elsewhere. He wants you looking elsewhere. And today's elsewhere makes Jesus an enabler to your best life now. Jesus has become a life coach that helps you triumph towards your salvation. You are a self-made man, like God. Like God is today's truth. You can be like God. So we must worship God in truth because truth is central to God's character. Hebrews 6.18 says, it is impossible for God to lie because he is truth. So our longing and need for truth derive from the fact that we were made for truth. When we abide in God's word and worship, we glorify God's own excellence. When we worship with the Psalms, we glorify God with his own native tongue. And his word becomes our word of praise. Who needs man's word? Man's word's often just fake. Man's word is often false. Think of the hymn, Blessed Assurance, right? We all grew up, Blessed Assurance. Blessed Assurance. Perfect submission, all at rest. Perfect submission? Is that true? Have you ever found perfect submission in your life? What about Psalm 52? I am evil, born in sin. That's true. God's word is always true. Want to glorify the Lord? Make sure your church follows God's word alone in worship. Truth-telling means the church must publicly press the truth and press against false doctrine and call the false church to the truth. In this way, the true church seeks to care for her neighbor. Want to glorify the Lord? Make sure you follow God's word alone at home. You see, truth-telling is a part of the Imago Dei. It's the image of God in man. Truth was our native tongue. We were created in Adam truth, true and righteous and holy. But we're not so native anymore. Our tongue belongs to another. John 8.44 says, You are of your father the devil. And your will is to do your father's desire. He does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Lying has become the native tongue of this age. 
And guess what, Christian? You're bound to this age. So when we lie, we speak the native language of our fallen father, Adam. And why do we lie? Pride. The chief sin of Adam in the garden continues to master us because we want to be masters of our own destiny. You can be like God. So we want to lie, and, and we lie to control others. You want a promotion? You lie to your boss. You want to make more money? You fudge your taxes. You want to get ahead? We lie to control. We control situations. It wasn't me. It was the other person. We lie to control evil. We lie to control good. We lie in worship to have the experiences we like. Yet it's all a lie. In and by sin, we live to lie. So it's no coincidence that sanctification comes primarily by living truthfully. So as Christians, to avoid lying, we must live truthfully. Ephesians 4, 24, Paul writes, put on the new self, Christian. Put on the new self. The new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. We must live side by side one another in truth. So how do we tell the truth? Do we tell the truth by setting up a wall of principles to keep us away from error? I don't believe so. That's the, we, must, we must remember that, that it's not the tongue that's evil necessarily. It's not the cup that's evil. It's the heart. And here's where Satan's lie creeps in when religion becomes a religion of avoidance. And before you know it, you're washing cups and bowls for salvation. Our cups and bowls, the cups and bowls that the church has given us is a certain way to dress, right? A Christian way to dress. There's a Christian way to even you know, cut your hair or a Christian way to wear your beard. No mustache, just a beard. Or we don't have you know, necessarily Christian dress in our churches, but we have Christian uh, pride. In, we find pride in avoiding things. We have the pride of avoiding things, by, uh, the avoiding of alcohol, the avoiding of tobacco and dancing and all of these things by which we believe we find ourselves better than the others. We also find pride in transforming as Christians. We don't have coffee shops. We have Christian coffee shops. We don't listen to pop music. We listen to Christian pop music. We don't join a hunting club. We go to hunting church. We don't need a motorcycle club. We go to motorcycle church. We don't need boogie nights. We go to Zootown. We must learn to speak the truth in worship. We must have the gospel spoken into us. And then we speak it in our homes, at our tables, in our prayers, and walking with family and friends. And speak it. Speak the truth. And speak the truth especially to your guilt. The gospel will loosen your tongue to the truth. Let the truth cause you to speak the truth, and you will. So what is truth-telling? Truth-telling is preserving the truth. Preserving the truth in the church, preserving the truth in our homes, preserving the truth in our lives. And preserving the truth means that not every lie is truly a lie. Some lies preserve the truth. Like the lying that preserved the Jews from the Nazis in World War II, when the Nazis knocked on the door of a good neighbor and asked, where are the Jews? We've seen them around your house and Hiding in your basement, you answer, I have seen no Jews around here. But we don't have Nazis. 
But your, my, your wife might ask one day, am I still beautiful? Perhaps so. Perhaps not. That's this sad world. Yet your wife deserves more than the truth. She needs another truth. Honey, you're more beautiful than the day we first met. Because the truth your wife needs in that moment is appreciation. And we give them, we give her, we give one another appreciation. Appreciation sometimes is a greater truth. So basically, we owe our neighbor the truth. Whether it is our pledge to pay back a loan or honesty in explaining the Christian message, even the parts we're uncomfortable with. Always give your neighbor the benefit of the doubt. Never judge without proper evidence. And even then, we must never indulge in suspicion or malicious talk. We must, we must be truth-seeking in every relationship with God, with parents, with spouse, with children, co-workers, employers, employees, pastors, parishioners, believers, unbelievers, friends, and foes. And never forget, for us liars in the audience, liars like me, there is a refuge in the righteousness of the one who is the truth. So this evening, find Christ's truth for you. In Christ, there is now no more condemnation. And seek to live from this truth to his glory in truth for the rest of your lives. In Christ's name, amen. At Covenant Reformed Church in Missoula, Montana, we sincerely believe God's Word and faithfully teach it. We invite you to worship with us on Sundays. For more information, please visit MissoulaURC.com. That's MissoulaURC.com.